I'm Mike. I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin. And I didn't come here to make friends. I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years. And we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends. And this is Shit My My Girlfriend Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And welcome back to another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. I'm Mike Coscarelli. And I'm Justin Perez. You are whispering into that microphone. And I am Justin Perez. There we go. It's a little better. And I am coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, heads up, ladies. It's a surprise on this (laughs) episode. It's all over. No longer shit my girlfriend makes me watch. It's It's uh, now shit my uh, 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 legally appointed... Um, gay best friend makes gay best me watch. friend makes me watch. Yeah. That's right. Pretty exciting. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. As you know, if you're uh, a longtime listener, we are your boyfriends <laughs> sitting on the couch next to you watching uh, reality TV shows that we don't really like. Uh, my head is in my hand, and I'm just thinking about like all the all the all the mistakes that have brought me to this point. Yeah, I had to break up with this person. This person had to dump me. I had to weep. I had to uh, ruin my life, mm-hmm. and then I met this person on Instagram and we started dating and now I'm watching this show right next to her and I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. The joke's on you ladies. I love yeah. every show you put in front of my dumb face. It really I is. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It really is odd that we're just like, we make it sound like we're being dragged no. and we're like, all right, I guess I'll watch uh, uh, real housewives of Dallas. Really? It's like a married man is like, all right, I'll guess I'll go to the strip club. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. he, he's like, I, I really got to, I got to do stuff at home, but uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the worst thing I think about having uh, a long-term girlfriend is that feeling uh, that you're getting into marriage, mm. uh, and maybe this isn't a great thing. Maybe this is a sign that things aren't going great. Yeah, <laughs> but that feeling of like, fuck, I my weekend is booked, and it's all bullshit that I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last week, uh, me and Lex went and looked at leaves in Central Park. <laughs> <laughs> that was before we went to your house, Justin. Oh, oh, so Saturday morning, you guys were like, "Let's make uh, let's make a leave appointment oh, at Central Park." Not we. Justin. You're taking a leave of absence. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> from Queens leave of absence. Our guest, who hasn't been introduced yet, is is smirking mostly she, for is, sympathy. I think is throwing up in her hands <laughs> quietly and regretting agreeing. Uh, to do so the you show. went to Central Park. All right, did, what happened? Yeah. I looked at the leaves. I made. Wait, wait. She she literally was like, "Let's go to Central Park and check out the leaves." Yeah, more or less. Wow. It wasn't really... Uh, I wish I could say that it was a little smoother than that, but <laughs> it wasn't. I mean, it's, it is very nice. I saw she got a very good Instagram post out of it. Guess who took those pictures? Uh, I'm going to guess you. That was me. Yeah. Actually, it was. I took like two of them, but then there was one where she's on a rock. If uh-huh. you go and look at her Instagram account, a bunch of Asians took that one. Oh. There were these two Asian girls that looked like they knew what they were like really doing when they were taking pictures. So uh-huh. she was like, um, excuse me, uh, <laughs> can you take a picture? And the girl was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. And she, I, I bet you the Asian girl was like, why is this guy next yeah. to her not taking the photo? <laughs> just go to He's the first loser. Asian I see and like, you know how to take photos, oh, right? Yes, we are very good at the picture. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Fucking being a... <laughs> <laughs> condescending to my girlfriend <laughs> yeah just the asian guys like oh what else you want dry cleaning you son of a bitch oh here here fortune cookie i went to harvard <laughs> which is also stereotypical very stereotypical uh, absolutely going to a great school um 
yeah uh that's pretty interesting and and then you guys came over my apartment and uh joined us in a game night with oh boy a, a few other people i do enjoy your game nights usually thank you there was one week we played settlers of Catan, <laughs> which i i lost and was not very happy about i heated i would say i would I say very heated. you didn't fully respond to my text in a normal way for 48 hours that's probably right i took it very personally that you beat me and said because you're a cheater that's the thing <laughs> you're a cheat. cheating fuck i didn't cheat uh i what i did was i explained to you the rules mm -hmm. and maybe not as thorough as i should have and you didn't take advantage of the rules and i took advantage it's a lot like trump and taxes right mm -hmm. you, we all know the taxes are something you have to pay but why do you have to pay so much you know sure are you wait so is that a defense of donald trump yeah I'm, I, you know what for the first time ever <laughs> i'm gonna defend uh donald trump <laughs> <laughs> you give him a Hispanic name. Yeah. Donaldo. Yeah. Donaldo Trump. <laughs> Donaldo good. Trump. Good guy. Uh, so, yeah, we went to game night at your house, and I was gambling my ass off on uh, you and Al Codename. Patel, uh, comedian, were gambling on code names. Yeah. Uh, and a I very cleaned fun game. up, baby. Yeah. I, $50. I, yeah, I think we both did well. Yeah. But you did a little bit better because you had some side bets going with another degenerate person. It's fantastic. I like being... I'm, I find that I'm becoming more of a degenerate as I become like more of an... Like an old, not an old man, but you know what I mean. Like oh, you are getting older. All Italian men, dude. It's just like you bocce ball, eventually, gambling. Yeah, eventually, you you become the your guy. wives, whatever. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whatever's a full on tracksuit, cigar yep. in your mouth, uh -huh. and just you're just point shaving all the time. Yeah, and uh, that's the life I assume that I'm going to be living in the next I don't know ten to twenty years. Yeah, I'm excited maybe the for entire you. time of that. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty stoked for you. I, yeah, it should, be, good it should times. be fun. Should we bring in our guest, or do you have? Did you do other stuff this week? Um, I did the same thing i saw a couple movies the movie uh free solo about i saw it with a fan of the pod and now a personal friend maddie jergy i saw oh, it with her and very nice uh taz and uh maddie's boyfriend and we all saw it together it was very fun and then uh i also saw a very bizarre swedish movie called border Mm. And it's about I, I don't want to give too much away, but it's about a very uh, don't don't ruin it for the people. Don't ruin the Swedish. <laughs> you guys movie. know that movie Border, the <laughs> Swedish movie from the makers of Let the Right One In. Um, it is a very bizarre movie about a uh, a customs agent in Sweden. She's very ugly, and I say this because it's central to the plot, mm. not because I'm you a judgmental person. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. I. Uh, they hate me <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, for good reason. <laughs> waka waka, oh, waka waka, um, waka flaka flame. Uh, and so, <laughs> and so uh, I saw this movie. It was very bizarre. Saw it by myself. And the one thing I do have to say before we bring our esteemed guest on mm -hmm. uh, is that I forgot one more thing about the cruise. Mm. It involves my mom. Uh, at the cruise, there was a comic at the cruise. AJ Jamal. Oh, yes. Have you heard of him? Well, you told me this story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> so he was killing. He was great. He had, he had a first night. It was called his clean night. So mm. initially I was like, oh, God, this is going to be like, you guys ever wonder, like, what's the deal with children, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it better it was me and the wife? <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be that. and uh, But it wasn't. It was a black guy, which was surprising. Mm -hmm. uh, which Surpri made me it's surprising why. I just thought it was going to be like a cheesy old white guy, and I should have known by his name, AJ Jamal. It was mm -hmm. probably not going to be, yeah, you know, soft Brian Regan or something. Yeah, right, right. Like a crappy version, but it was a, a black dude. He was very funny. He killed the first night, did an hour. Then his second night, he was like, 
uh, this is a dirty night. So me and my mom went. We sat in like the third <laughs> row. She wanted to sit in the first row, and I'm like, come on. Yeah. He did a lot of crowd work, mom. I'm not doing crowd work with this guy. I just, you know, third row is my limit. So she, so we sat in the third row, and he's he's doing mostly crowd work. He's got about 15 or 20 minutes on like cruises and traveling and children. 20, 30 minutes maybe, and then he just did like a, a full half hour of crowd work. Really good crowd work stuff, just killing. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of his set, you know, he's looking out to the crowd. Celebrity cruises is mostly like an older crowd because school's going on. So it's gonna, it's a lot of old people there. Mm-hmm. So he goes, uh, anybody here on Viagra? Anybody here ever take Viagra? And he's just looking out to the crowd. It's a silence. Not a single hand is shooting up, right? And then I look to my left. And a little old 62-year-old hand goes up. Who was it? It was my mother, ah. Peggy Ann Quinones. Mm-hmm. Her hand went up, and I was shocked <laughs> because she is... I don't know if you're aware of this. My mom is a woman. <laughs> and as a woman, it is shocking that she said she took Viagra. Now, I thought initially it was like, oh, my God, she just wants attention. Mm-hmm. She's just saying she you did. You know those women? Yeah, yeah. Well, just anyone. They just want attention on the yeah. comedy show. So she'll like point to me sometimes about stuff. And so I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And so he comes over and goes, oh, my God, a lady. A lady's on the boner pill. Holy shit. Why the fuck are you on a boner pill? And just starts going in on her. And she's just laughing so hard. She can't even like, she, she can't respond. She's just sort of like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Ah. <laughs> she becomes like a Muppet. And then, so then she goes, uh, the, and uh, the comedian goes, all right, well, uh, well, your man next to you doesn't need a boner pill. He looks young as hell. You don't need no dick pill for this woman, right? You can handle that pussy all on your own. And I'm like, She's my mother. <laughs> and with that, the crowd explodes, <laughs> laughing at me and my full mother. Full on eruption. Full on eruption because I'm not fucking that woman. That woman is my mother. Well, we have no proof of that. I but. fucked her. It was a good time. <laughs> She's pretty flexible. Uh, no, uh, she. it was pretty wild. And uh, yeah, and he, he kept coming back to us for... His closer, his closing line was on my mom of like, well, at least I didn't take no dick pill for a woman. <laughs> he sort of closing that. was like, thank you. Good night. I, I didn't yeah, take no dick pill for a woman. <laughs> yeah. Incest. Yeah. And that's how he ended his set. And, and so then I, I pull my mom aside and I'm like, what the hell was that? What are you talking about, Viagra? What's wrong with you? And she was like, no, I take Viagra for my circulation. I have circulation problems and they prescribed it to me and it really helps. And I'm like, oh my God, why didn't you say that? You're having me look like some fucking old lady fucker. What the hell's wrong with you? It's insane. Are you happy to be back in the U.S.? Happy to be back in the U.S. of A. The elections, everything's good. Good to have everything back as it should be everything that's right place mike well we're happy to have you back even though you were also back last week thank you <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> all right let's bring in our guest because it's it's been very fun for me for the first 10 minutes to just watch her make faces at all of these stories <laughs> she's <laughs> quietly making like she, mime faces she's like she's trying to like like add kerosene to these stories so like the <laughs> like like justin hits like the, the the climax of his story and vicky's making this face like like Oh my God! What's gonna happen? <laughs> <Just> doing <laughs> like my it stuff. Along. It's very funny. It's it's very sweet. Uh, uh, so let's welcome our our guest for tonight. Yes, it's, uh, Vicky Deville. Yes, 
Thank you, Vicky. And Vicky, if you don't know Vicky, she is a female drag performer here in New York City. Vicky, where can people find you on Instagram? Hello, everyone. You can find me on Instagram at Vicky Deville, V I C K Y Deville, like Cruella. Cruella, yes. Like Cadillac Deville, yeah. Yeah. Luke Deville. It's a uh, it, it's a synonymous with class. Yes, yes. Yeah. I like to think so. Uh, we like to do our plugs at the front, and, okay. yes. uh, just because we have no idea if people make it all yeah. the way. They never so do. We so, figure if people like you enough, they probably will listen anyway. But like. Why risk it? <laughs> Just throw the plugs out there. Right, well, yeah. if you want to see Pick the face that goes with the voice, you know, <laughs> Instagram's is. the first place I usually go. I'm yeah, also yeah. on Twitter at Ms. Vicky Deville mm-hmm. Ms. Vicky and Deville. Facebook. Yes. Uh, Vicky DeVille you just search it yeah, it yeah. should pop up we, uh, the reason I, I figured Instagram would be the big one is because uh, to me my experience with you as a uh, drag performer uh, for a long time was really primarily through obviously we knew each other through Corinne but um, outside of that just the makeup that you did so at first I thought you were just doing like makeup for fun I didn't think I didn't know that you were performing I thought you were just kind of were you well for a while it was just for fun like I never had this like grand scheme plan that I was going to start doing drag one day it was kind of you know I started out doing it almost as an homage just kind of experimental Um, you know I'd watch all these YouTube videos because I would see these drag queens and their makeup is so good yeah yeah and I mean I love makeup you know as a girl like I love you know makeup I've been wearing makeup since I was like 12 years old and the drag queens have these techniques that I've never like seen anywhere else. So, like, what do you mean techniques? Like, I am very dumb, and I I only know like something that looks kind of like a sponge. It's like a triangle shape and <laughs> oh, white. Oh, that that's the beauty blender. <laughs> beauty bl- I know, so I know that. I know the mascara, uh-huh. the little black stick, right? And chapstick. Is okay. that because Taz doesn't wear makeup? Chapstick's really, very she exotic. does. But Taz uh, wears construction boots. And she wears, <laughs> no, she wears makeup. <laughs> so. Uh, but Wait, like, what was the question? <laughs> Should my girlfriend wear oh, more okay, ma- no, makeup? I, the, uh, I remember I now. Justin was, was I remember thinking now. about the, uh, the techniques that are different. The thing that I found the most intriguing was that these are men out of drag and they, you know, they're very masculine and they have like men's faces and bodies. And when you see them in drag, it's just like a such a magical transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to see like how they get to that point. So. Uh, dra- a lot of drag queens they they do this technique that's called like gluing down their eyebrows which I do to like transform my drag face so I'll take my eyebrows I'll put glue stick on them or prosade which is like a medical grade glue you powder them you cover them with makeup and then you can draw a new shape onto it and that really does change your the, your face shape and a lot of heavy contouring and a lot of like extreme extremely big false lashes and overlining your lips and um it's really like you can completely change how you look like just by using you know makeup like paint it's like painting yeah it's like making a whole new canvas right it does really look the the face doesn't um it looks almost completely cartoonish in a way like in a way that's just like and i just always assumed that was part of like the um the uh aesthetic 
yeah. full aesthetic. But it's very exaggerated. And yes, exa- different- exaggeration was the word that I was thinking mm-hmm. and then couldn't say because I'm uh, <laughs> I have a low big IQ. For, for so <laughs> a lot of, you know, depending on the queen, everyone has a different way that they paint, a different mm-hmm. hand, a different drag face. Mine specifically is very cartoon inspired because, I, you know, when I grew up, I would love watching cartoons. I would draw a lot. And then I went to FIT. I used to do fashion illustrations. So, you know, I tell people now, like, instead of, you know, drawing these women on paper i just draw them on my face right yeah so a lot of my drag makeup you know you can you look at it and you say oh that looks like a brat doll it looks like a disney character that yeah, looks yeah. like you know a cartoon so that's like definitely um my style of painting is yeah very cartoonish. has anyone ever said you look like an fit student's drawing at school <laughs> no <laughs> you know, you know what i do get all the time is christina aguilera oh, i can yeah. totally see that without though. fail almost every time i go out even if i'm doing like oh i'm doing like a lady gaga look i'll go out and people be like christina christina <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and i never growing up i never thought i looked like christina aguilera like yeah, yeah. christina's beautiful woman and mm-hmm. uh so when i started those doing you it, can't so tell it, Vicky without makeup, horrendous. Oh, just, yeah. uh, just a beast. A real, <laughs> real scary. <laughs> real wonder beast. Here. But when she draws another face on her face, yeah, yeah, it's it's when, it's when, when I have three hours worth of makeup and caked <laughs> on, you know, then I can get on somewhat presentable. Same, same. But uh, I didn't even have a beer. This yeah, is just uh, right? makeup. So <laughs> drew it on. people would tell me that so much, it got to the point where I was just like, okay, I guess I'm Christina. Yeah. And I should, I should do Christina. So that's kind of how I got into performing. Right. So. So I, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I am a female impersonator because I'm impersonating Christina Aguilera, yeah. and you know, I would do it at the drag drag shows because there are a lot. They do a lot of celebrity impersonations at drag shows, mm-hmm. and they celebrate, you know, a lot of divas and you know musicians and stuff. So um, that's kind of where I started doing, you know bar competitions where was the first bar you were in drag at because i've actually seen you perform i saw you last year at pieces yes and i saw you at guys we fest yes i saw you there too i i on like i said i didn't know that you actually like performed until Mm -hmm. like that until corinne was advertising (laughs) like a performance from you Mm -hmm. i was like oh i didn't i thought vicky just like did makeup pretty Mm -hmm. much and then i saw you perform and I was like, holy shit. She's really to, good. <laughs> you have to you. see it at a gay bar at, at Pieces. I it's, bet. Yeah, I bet yeah. it's probably even better it's, in the right circumstances. I think we should go. It's very fun. Uh, totally. like even I've, at Guys I, We Fest, like you were the the way, just for the the listener, they, they Guys We Fest had like, uh, it was Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson's festival that they did they put together you know a, a flea market with all these uh performers great, yeah, and charity causes vendors. and everything vendors, yeah and they, uh, those are, for those of you who don't know christina and corinna are best friends and you know <laughs> if it happens to be here because of them basically, <laughs> yeah. crazy so, so they put this whole festival together and uh they did like live podcasts they did a comedy show and everything but vicky was pretty much like you were basically the catalyst for like the shows because the morning was basically like people walking around at the flea market mm-hmm. playing with like adopted kitten uh, puppies and stuff like that. <laughs> people weren't really paying attention to what was going on stage. Mm-hmm. And then I can distinctly remember when the action starts, like you're the first one on stage and everybody is immediately like in. They're like paying attention. And yeah. I was am- I was like, I couldn't, be- I didn't know how good you were. Oh, thank you. That was pretty wild doing that show. That that was definitely one of the big bigger audiences I've had. And I was around during the day, like doing drag makeovers and makeup and stuff and meeting people and taking photos and, and whatnot. 
Um, and I know that there were so many seats like around the stage and I was just like, are people going to be like, are people going to be sitting in it? Like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they were performing to like all these folding chairs. Like what am I, you know, <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. Right. But I did know that they were doing the live podcast or like around like Six three o'clock. Yeah, yeah, three o'clock. Yeah. And um, essentially I think I was almost like a warm up f- yeah. before they went on. And when you, when I know, I know that feeling when you're at a bar, you're at a gay bar and you know, there's performers going on and there's music playing and there's a lot of distractions. You're talking to your friends, you're ordering drinks, whatever. But, you know, a a true performer like knows how to like get on that stage and command the room. And when I got on that stage and that track started playing, I felt every single eye on me, which was like, you know, you feed off of that energy. And even people that weren't in the seats, people that were like working and the staff and just like, you know as far as the eye can see you know all eyes were like pointed in your direction yeah and that's a good feeling and you know you, you that's why you perform and that's you know you want to give back to the audience so yeah yeah i was text my girlfriend but i heard it went really well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah okay I, thanks the question that i had for you regarding all of this was because again i i hadn't realized that you were performing until later and justin and i's background obviously is through comedy and to to get to a level where you can even do like a remotely good show for like a real audience you have to go through years Mm. of of garbage (laughs) of just of playing to one person in the crowd zero people um where did you sort of get the confidence to start performing to go from somebody who was who was drawing Mm -hmm. and doing makeup to finally going and, and being a performer and is there like is there a like a a circuit like a, a circuit yeah where you're yeah, like I, it goes to my you, question of yeah. what was the first bar too because I, I I know there I know there is a little circuit I that the time I saw you and then I've been friends with other people there's like a little like I, I remember you telling me like oh this is an open mic night oh this one's more of like a yeah, they, oh yeah you guys have like open it's mic a, nights for it's drag? a whole community it really is a community within a community and uh, you know drag is a big community big part of the lgbtqia community yeah and uh so when i i first really got introduced to drag through my gay friends we would watch rupaul's drag race which mm-hmm. you guys should definitely start watching well, that show to tell you, we were gonna we were gonna try to watch uh, enough and get caught up to talk to you about that <laughs> there's and a then lot we didn't have time <laughs> it's I, no, i've seen I seasons before i've i've i saw the season with trixie mattel yeah I've, I've seen some other seasons it's great it's the best. It's, I can tell you, I support it for sure. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> I think that it's awesome. What a brave stance! It's by very you. entertaining. Yeah, it's, it's, um, for it's those of you who haven't seen show. the show, it's a reality competition style show. Similar, I think they base their show off of like America's Next Top Model. Yes, it's right. It's the where same. there's like a brutal casting audition, like a, a like a brutal like casting. You know, they have to find like the right people, the right like, and which which makes the show great is because these over the top personalities that all mesh with each other and. Um, uh, then they do these like mini challenges and then they have like a runway competition and it really like tests your skills as a like a drag queen as a drag artist you know there's sewing challenges there's acting challenges there's performance challenges um, and then at the end of each episode the two in the bottom essentially have to lip sync for your life against each other and mm. like that's um, like probably and, the best part of the show and, right. that's, and that's when the splits come out yeah and, and oh, that's yeah, where the splits, like the death you, drops yeah you 
you see all the these wigs go flying. Yeah. Like, uh, at one point, the wig will be thrown. Just there's no. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. It's very it's interesting. A, there's a lot of. I think that's why the show's so successful is because it's been on for ten seasons, and usually when you have a competition style show for ten seasons, it gets a little redundant. But there's so many different aspects that could that could go wrong that could explode like it just this show is like one of the few reality shows that gets better each season mm-hmm. and it's generally like you know how the bachelor mean you're always like oh these fucking guys are so boring these girls are fine but you know but this show i would say has the highest number of like these are actually funny interesting yeah, people i bet really, really funny people and, and a lot of them have great background stories yeah, yeah. like really emotional and super because well, you have to have a like a dynamic personality it's it's a, this is like something that's really the competition is really rooted in performance and well, like no, no, you no. have to be like that competition is literally you have to be a great sewer you have to be a great makeup person oh, sure you yeah. have to be a great performer it's literally all the aspects thrown into one if you sort of are weak at one it'll it'll stick out like a sore thumb but you also you don't have boring people usually attracted to <laughs> yeah. something Most like drag we're like, good at all those three things are like yeah right. you don't, you don't interesting just, you don't just not, sew something boring it's right. not the oregon trail <laughs> yeah, these you know are what very I mean? creative people yeah but back to your original question about how i kind of got into it uh so my friends would go it's almost like a sporting event like like football or soccer yeah, game yeah, yeah. You, like at a gay bar like when rupaul's drag race is on like every monday or every thursday when yeah. it was on people will go and watch it all together and like yeah. cheer for their favorites and like boo for the people they didn't like. That's and, cool. and it was very exciting and yeah. fun. I've so, been to one of those in Hell's Kitchen before. It's, yeah. It's very fun. So I used to go with my friends and we would watch and I just thought like, oh my God, like, I, like maybe maybe I should get a wig. Like maybe I should, you know, like go to a, a live drag show. Like I'm, I live in Manhattan. There's drag shows every night, like good ones. Yeah. So uh, my first drag show actually was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. At, what was the name of the bar? It was called Paradise in Asbury. I know paradise. <laughs> oh yeah. I actually went for my birthday uh-huh. because I feel like on your birthday you can get your friends to do whatever ridiculous thing yeah, that yeah. you want to yeah. do, do and they have to Let's do go it. To a gay bar. Let's so my I was like I want to get in drag and I want to go to a drag show. So I went. I had such a great time. I thought I was like hot shit. Yeah. Like oh my god, looking back now I was horrendous. My pictures were like horrendous. <laughs> but I just did it like I was like a fun, you know, but I got a taste of it and I wanted more. So when I came back to Manhattan I was just like okay I need to start going to shows in Hell's Kitchen and you know I and my makeup was like horrible when I first started because drag makeup is much different than yeah so drag makeup is much different than doing regular girl makeup so you really have to like learn the skill of how to do it so I would go every week and every week you know I would get a little bit better and a little bit better and you know I would you know, I bought more wigs from that. And I was like, okay, well, like, what look am I going to do this week? So there was maybe about a four or five month period where I was just dressing in drag and like never expecting to like never participating right on stage right but so you many were just hanging out in drag at the bar right. watching yeah. the other competitions right exactly and what were some of the bars you're going to because I find all this fascinating like especially the bars yeah because th- there's a lot of bars that I've just walked by and then like I've found out later of like oh yeah like. First of all, I thought Pieces was called Pisces, <laughs> and I'm very dumb. Uh, I was like, I yeah, think, I'm seeing Vicky at Pisces whippa, bar. Whippa, whippa. Uh, I don't think you're the only one that thought that, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very deceiving the way it's spelled. Yeah. It is spelled exactly like Pieces, but <laughs> yeah. it looks like Pisces, uh, which is a better name for a gay bar. Pis- Pisces, come on. Uh, but what were some of the bars? You- so my favorite drag bar in New York is... 
why can't I think of the name? Hardware bar. Hardware mm. bar. There's always really good drag shows there. And it's a really nice stage. Sundays are great at hardware. Mm-hmm. Thursday nights are great at hardware. You know, at, honestly, any night of the week at hardware is a good night. You can go and they have great drink specials and there's always somewhere to sit. Like, you know, obviously it gets very crowded sometimes, but the, you can always see the stage. I've been there before. I've never paid for a drink there. Oh, it's yeah. really incredible I don't know why that is uh, I would love going on like the weekends they would do like $4 mimosas until like 9pm nice. like, that's oh absurd my yeah. god yeah. Like, awesome. where else in Manhattan can you go and get a $4 mimosa at like 8.30pm gay bars really are the best for drinking yeah, yeah. boxers there's another I mean great. boxers boxers I've was, been to boxers. boxers was another place that we would go to watch RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. um, I also I mean the Stone Mall Inn is like legendary I, I, yeah right um, and I would go, I, you know, anywhere really in Hell's Kitchen, if you look up gay bars, like, um, industry is great. Mm-hmm. Therapy is great. Um, you know, all these bars. So anyway, so I would, <laughs> what? I love the bars that are just like, uh, have you been to therapy? It's great. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, I, I'm going to but therapy you check tonight. Uh, <laughs> I've had a really hard day at work. I'm going to therapy tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to group chat uh, when you get a chance. There's you, actually a show at therapy called The Help. Oh, and I'm perfect. like, I'm going to therapy for the help. <laughs> I, I need all the help that I can get. <laughs> and they serve like doo-doo pies. What? They serve doo-doo pies. Doo-doo like the pies. Movie, that's from oh. the movie The Help. <laughs> no, no. Right, well. We're really stretching that one thin. Yeah. It's not your fault though, Vicky. <laughs> it is our fault. There's only one person to blame. <laughs> so, so I, you so know, you started going to these bars. I would, I would get all the time. You look like Christina Aguilera. Yeah, Christina yeah. Aguilera. Do Christina. Do Christina. So I was like, okay. When I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait for the right show. And then there was this one night. It was like, okay, we're doing. $150 cash prize for the best celebrity impersonation oh. and I was like this is my show so I went and you did Phil Collins and I and I, I got all my <laughs> friends to go honestly like the amount of my friends that showed up for me that night like to like feel their support like that was really encouraging yeah I was so nervous though I think I did like four shots of vodka I was so drunk yeah but uh, I performed the best that I could and I won I won that night and I was like wow like people are into this so I was like you know I I need to get better because I wasn't you know good I was just and how did you get better you have to just keep doing it just doing it and are you looking stuff up on youtube are you talking i'm sure you're befriending people but well, well you're your whole you have to like choreograph a routine yeah right? well you have to go to a lot of drag shows you have to you know see what works and see what doesn't see what you like see yeah. what you don't like see like because i don't really consider myself like uh i'm not really a dancing queen because mm. like, i've seen queens that do the splits and the death drops i can't do that you know i i'm not great on the mic i'm not really a comedy queen like yeah. i can be campy in my numbers but i you know you know your strengths you know your weaknesses so you just play to your strengths i know that i look like christina aguilera i know that i can <laughs> do really good do. makeup it's, it's, i know that i can sew like so i i'm more of like a look queen so yeah. you know and i just I, I mix kind of like camp and glamour and you know i'm also really inspired by like nostalgia and like when i was younger like i loved trl and those like yeah. like 90 like the 90s so yeah. you take what you like and you kind of channel that into your drag yeah so that's kind of you know and i and i obviously have like a a, a semi small background in theater doing theater in high school that's how yeah. i you know corinne like we did theater together we actually double cast a lot what were shows that you guys did we, we did like a, a lot of them a lot of like um you know we did a lot of plays 
in our high school, which I don't oh. think a lot of theaters in no. high school have. We had two shows a year, so it was like a play and then a musical. Mm. And I, we can't sing. Corinne and I, we cannot I know, sing. I know. So I, I've, we I've never, heard sing. we never really like were the star of like the musical. But um, you know, in the the comedic plays, the the dramatic plays, like you know, we had a lot of the same parts. We were we were always like in the same sketch or like we were double cast. Um, so. So I, I definitely felt comfortable on a stage and being in front of an audience. So like that's something not something I did cold because like obviously if anyone tries to like do that for the first time when they're thirty two, it's like oh my god, a nightmare. Be yeah. 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 So I have a little bit of that, you know, background, right? So uh, you know, you just have to keep doing it. You just have to, you know. I tried. I was like, I want to do a show like like once a week at least. Just you know, even if it was to like sometimes it would be you know six people in the audience and you would make eight dollars in tips sometimes yeah. there would be a hundred people in the audience and you make forty dollars doing a three-minute lip sync yeah it's really you know you just have to get comfortable in front of any audience and on any stage and you know i've been doing that for about a year and a half now so that's kind of where i am now currently yeah yes uh for the if for an actual like drag show you get tips. It's true. I mean, I know I've been to drag shows. Oh, I don't know. I don't know your life, yeah. Michael. Oh, the, uh, the thing I that know because what I was going to say about you, but not everything. The thing that I would have figured would have been like the and and this might show my disconnect from the whole scene, but like I've been to one drag show that, that was like a real drag show that I can remember. Uh, it was at the Brooklyn Bazaar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That um, oh recently you went within the last year. Yeah. 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 They. Um, I went with my friend Chris Cheney, who's also a comedian, um, and it was a really bad drag show. Like it was, it it was there was nobody really there, uh, and there were just two drag performers switching off. It's like one would do one song, one would do another song, and they would just basically like go out. One was like a fat guy, one was like a like a like a really skinny guy. So they had this like Abbott and Costello thing going on, <laughs> which was great. But like I, st- knowing that it was not good i still had so much fun so that made it good even though i knew that it wasn't good Mm -hmm. is there in your mind to make a performance for you a success is it about the audience having fun is it about like landing all the moves in your routine what is what is like a when you get off stage what makes you go great performance i just killed it all right so I, in my opinion it's the money well, <laughs> always the money the, sweetheart the magic of a drag show is that you know you come into this bar and it's it's usually gay bars and they're safe spaces and it's a place for you to kind of like forget all of your outside problems like forget about all the shit that you went through during the day forget about all the people in your life that are driving you crazy like when you're at a drag show you're like living in the moment mm-hmm. which i think is like the best part and for me as a performer, there are times when I come out on stage and like I, my favorite thing is when my track starts playing and the audience starts singing along to the track mm. like that. I'm just like, OK, they're, they're into this song. They're they love in. it. They want to see this performance. And then like that's a really great feeling my or neck, my back. Right. Or there, or sometimes uh, Pussy, am I <laughs> <laughs> there, there are times where I'll come out and I'll be performing and there will be one person in the audience and they'll 
they'll just like it's their favorite song mm-hmm. like even if no one else you know is paying attention it's, it's that one person that's what, whatever what was that meme that lady about lady gaga where she's like there could be 100 pe- 99 people in the room that don't believe in you and there's one that does <laughs> and you that's spot, bradley you cooper spot that person and they're doing the judas choreography with you yeah. and their mouth in every single word and you know they are living and yeah. like that's really like what drives you bradley cooper yeah that's <laughs> right yeah. it's bradley it's bradley cooper at all times well uh, we we did want to also bring up the a star is born a little uh, bit real quick oh you want I, another I, thing I, that's fine I, Justin, my sorry. first drag show was when i was 13 years old my very cool mom and oh. dad took me to lucky chang's which yes. no longer exists i be- right it doesn't exist lucky chang's i do not believe is it there hasn't anymore existed for a while it used to be in like third and first maybe first and first baby first and first first and first oh chicken shit. chicken no, <laughs> uh and i remember it very well because i remember some of the so they were doing uh p- song parodies they were lip syncing song parodies and they were so funny they had like a basement sp- they had like a the old space used to be like a restaurant up top and then that like a performance space below mm. And I remember, uh, I have photos of it, and I remember a very funny song parody. Uh, instead of Don't Cry For Me Argentina from the musical Evita. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. It was, don't cry for my severed penis. <laughs> the truth is I never used it. All through its sad days, its dumb existence. My severed penis, and I remember just being like, you still "Oh remember my it. god, <laughs> it's like weird out, but campy yeah. and gross." It was very well done. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I vaguely remember, but that was very funny. Yeah. And I remember just being bowled over of like, "This is the greatest thing I've ever seen." I got hit on. It was fun. Dude, I mean, not really hit on, but it was like a cute hit on. I can tell you, I remember the first time I remember being afraid to perform stand up in New York City. I was at the duplex, which is like the yeah. like one of the big like gay bars in the city. Yeah. And the amount of talent that was at the open mic at the gay bar, and it, it's weird because it was like a, it was an open mic and it was technically a comedy open mic. So it was a bunch of like, I remember seeing Jared Freed there. Uh, I think I went with Corinne once. I went, like there were people who were yeah, like, that, Mike. Do, yeah, Justin was there. <laughs> there were people that were doing like legit stand up that were there that were just there working out jokes, whatever. But then you had these other people from like a completely different scene that like I had never seen before until I went down there who were just more talented than everybody. They were doing like they were doing jokes, but they were also like playing the fucking piano and like do it like they were they intimidated me on such a level that I was like, I'm going to bomb in this room (laughs) for one. And on top, like. I just remember being overwhelmed, and ima- I think that like the the cool the coolest thing to me about drag shows and 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 this scene period is that the performance element is like the most important thing, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. that that I feel like is something that is like overlooked. It's almost like the drag show is one of the last great places you can see a really good performance. For sure, that's how it feels to me, at least. There's an overwhelming amount of talent in New York really and there are new drag queens being born every single day yeah and everyone has a different inspiration everyone has a different point of view to give and i think that's why like drag is you know having like a renaissance right now because more people are doing drag than ever and they all have something different to offer you know as long as you're original and you like put your heart into it like you know it's gonna be great yeah i i have a question mm-hmm. um I think I know the answer. So I asked you this. Have you ever made out with somebody 
uh, while in drag. In drag, I have. Yes, <laughs> I <great>. have. <laughs> um, so I was kind of dating this guy last year, and he just say his full name. No, no. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and he was, you know, honestly, like you never know how a, a straight guy is going to feel about drag. Yeah. Honestly, a straight guy at a drag show is the best thing ever though, yeah. because they always have like the best time. They're always so like in awe of, every, of everything and yeah. they always get like the most attention. It's, it's amazing. I, if you're yeah, a straight yeah, yeah. guy, I highly suggest going to I've a drag show. I've gotten the most attention at drag yes. shows. So, um, he came to, to see me and like support me at, um, one of my drag like competitions. And, uh, you know, the end of the night we had some drinks and they were like making out. And I remember I had this black lipstick on. <laughs> so like there was a point where we like came up for air and I like checked myself out in the mirror and like it just it looked like I had a goatee. <laughs> it was just all over my face. My brows were like like coming out, like sticking yeah. out of the glue. It was just like it was like a, like I was turning into a werewolf almost. <laughs> and I was like, ew, how does he want to make out with me right now? Okay, let's do this. <laughs> and you guys eventually go home and Well no, actually I've never I've never had sex like in drag or like Hear that fellas? coming this home time. from a drag show. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, Vicky Zaville on Instagram. <laughs> yes, please right. check out her next show if that is your thing. Yeah, uh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so we wanted to weave some some girl stuff in here. Yeah, um, <laughs> I hate I just say girl stuff because I, I almost said reality TV, but it's not necessarily that. Not. Uh, so, like I said uh, a little while ago in the show, one of the reasons that we wanted to talk to you at first was was to kind of sync it up with RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. but again. Uh, it's basketball season, so I've been having some trouble. Uh, keep it up. Ugh, sports. But, <laughs> yeah, the sports. worst. Sports. Um, but, so RuPaul's Drag Races is a reality show, mm-hmm. basically. It's a competition, yeah. but it's sort of based in the same kind of formula. Um, everybody was talking about A Star is Born when it came out. We did our review on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And the first part of the movie is the discovery of Lady Gaga, where she's performing in a drag bar. She's kind of doing what you do would you say you know i got a, I got a few texts from friends being like oh my god like you are so like lady gaga and a star is born but in the beginning yeah. <laughs> when she's not famous yeah, yeah. <laughs> when she's performing you know the first five minutes when like is italian <laughs> yeah, yeah. do you know she's italian and talking to gay dudes that's you the first yeah. five minutes after that nothing like you right thanks pretty much yeah, yeah. I've, I've had people do that with stand-up stuff <laughs> uh, you, you kind of remind me of seinfeld uh except for like the five minutes before he was famous oh my god and i was like no not I think at all seinfeld's like probably my all-time favorite really show. really love oh, seinfeld interesting. love it i've seen every episode although oh, i bomb yeah, the show, the show, yeah, the show. The how do you mean a stand-up oh, the show the show i mean yes oh, okay, i mean okay. i like his stand-up too the show is based off of his stand-up yeah yeah the show is i i like the show much better than the stand-up certainly although, yeah i don't think anybody I, will argue this guy that i was like my fuck buddy friend like he loves seinfeld too so we would go to these trivia nights and i would just fully bomb them like i'm like what the hell i've seen every episode of Seinfeld like multiple times and yeah. I just fully it was terrible at the trivia well you're probably too busy enjoying the show to memorize all the stuff going on <laughs> yeah in it. that's true you're probably just watching it yeah, you're probably just watching and it and just memorizing it. So this, this guy was actually a pretty good fuck buddy though because he like really enjoyed Bravo like cause oh, I, nice. I, so that's what we would do he would come over we'd watch like below deck we would have sex and like below get deck. seamless web like. yeah, yeah. and then he would go below deck <laughs> Mediterranean because right. you're Italian I mean that was like a that was a, yeah. a pretty good situation 
thing going on. Unfortunately, his dick was too big, so I had to, I had to end it. Oh, my oh, God. Man. His dick was I, too big? I don't big. think I've ever heard that I, I've never heard a woman say, his dick was too he big. He had a giant I, penis. I am Goldilocks and the unfortunate dicks, okay? <laughs> he was too big. Most guys are too soft. It's just like, I cannot find my baby bear, so that's why I'm still single. <laughs> I'm doing drag. You told me, uh, when was was the last date you had the one you described last year the guy the two hour late guy so uh the last date that i had was um september of 2017 oh my god wait what yeah and, and for people he, who are listening vicky is a charming smoke what? i, I oh, mean that you. without smoke, smoke, smoke is, what does that mean smoke is like smoke show smoke right? show, smoke show. Oh, thank yeah. you. we've shortened it to smoke oh, got it we're the new bar stool okay yeah. <laughs> saturdays for the boys <laughs> um so this guy, he was the one I made out with in drag with the yeah, lipstick. Yeah, yeah. So, but this was a year ago, uh, over a year ago, over a year ago, yeah. So we had an unfortunate situation where we were trying to bone and he couldn't get it up. Mm. And Amen. I'm going to defend that. <laughs> and like, on it, like it I've been in this situation before. If you heard my guys, me fuck podcast, I go, I go into detail about this. Um, it's called. You don't have to talk your dick is the episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I talk about all the limp dicks in my life. It and happens. so I'm used to this. I'm just like, oh, here we go again. Like, yeah, this yeah. is like, and he, like, the the thing with him is he wasn't embarrassed about it. Wow. Everyone else has been very embarrassed about it. He was not embarrassed about it. I was just kind of like, okay, like, I guess this happens a lot to you. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Mike, has so, this happened? It's happened to me. It has happened to me once. It's happened to me maybe twice. And it was, I'm, I'm being honest, maybe twice. This is the right and answer. both times were with someone I've never hooked up with. I was nervous. I It was it was the right amount of nervous slash drunk where it was like, uh, I don't know. I don't yeah. know you. I'm not comfortable. Right. And it's the equivalent of like if you were to dry up on somebody. You know what I mean? I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> Does that happen? I've never dried up on anyone. <laughs> Hear that, fellas? <laughs> Smoke's never dried up. No, but I like I'm into like, like I've been with I'm single. Like mm-hmm. I don't really like have boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. Like so I have a lot of like not like not like one night stands, but a lot of like hook up like Fellas, I hook up with friends, you yeah, know? Yeah, but I've and I'm I'm at at least like seven or eight dudes that like haven't been able to get it up. Wow. That is a lot. Fascinating. Anyway, so this guy in particular, he did not feel bad about it at all. (laughs) He was confident about it. It's incredible. (laughs) He just like, was like, no big deal, whatever. So I was kind of like, excuse me, like you got me all high and dry and like you're leaving me like this. No. So I, so we were in touch the next week and I thought that he was going to like make it up to me. Yeah. So he said, okay, we'll hang out on Sunday. Uh, like seven o'clock, seven we'll o'clock Sunday. Yeah. on Sunday. So I'll be I was there. like, great. Okay. Yeah. So Sunday comes, you know, I, what was the bar you were meeting at S- seven o'clock on Sunday? Well, Do you remember? We didn't have a spot picked. Okay. We just said seven o'clock on Sunday. Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's six o'clock. I'm texting him. Hey, like, where do you want me to meet you? Yeah. And no. you want me to dress as Christina Aguilera, right, no. <laughs> Britney, Spice Girls, <laughs> name it, I'm going to pin it off. Yes, I can do it. Uh, um, so no answer from him. So I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. You know, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm all dressed, ready to go. No answer. And he finally texts me back at like 7.20. And he's like, oh, sorry, I just woke up from a nap. Uh-oh. That's such, that's always a bullshit excuse. <laughs> he's like, I got to take a shower. <laughs> I know this story because we talked about it before. Uh, he was a bartender. So it's more credence than like you, but it's still like... Because uh, they work late till 3 or 4 in the morning, 5 in the morning. 7.20. Uh, I agree. Okay, so long story short... 7.20 comes by. Let's meet. 
And, and where do you want to meet at? So he wants, he's like, he, so he's like, hey, just woke up from this nap. Like, I'm just going to take a shower. He's like, let's go to this, like, steakhouse. He, like, names the steakhouse, like, in Manhattan. It's like a Smith and Walensky. <laughs> that I'm going to name it. <laughs> so I was like, okay, like, that sounds really nice. So I was like, fine. Like, I really want to go, like, for the steak dinner. Like, I'll just, like, whatever. He's late. Like, it's fine. I'll just, it's fine. I, I'd fuck Mike for a, a steak dinner there. <laughs> and I'm vegetarian. I, I still would do it. So, hey, man, free meat, free meat. <laughs> all right so i was like okay this is like a nice place because i thought we were going to like a like a bar so yeah, yeah, i like yeah. got into like a nicer clothes like i put on my fake eyelashes i'd like judge my hair a little bit mm-hmm. and so i get to the restaurant and he's not there yet okay this <laughs> at this point it's like eight o'clock mm-hmm. so i had a drink at the bar i'm waiting i'm waiting waiting he doesn't show up until nine i had a 21 dollar cocktail oh my yeah, god yeah a 21 dollar <laughs> cocktail he shows up at nine o'clock. I'm Perfect. assuming had to have had a reservation too, right? It's Smith and Walensky. Uh, well, the reservation is not my problem. Uh, I know, but <laughs> you figure if he says eight, then he then it's you're seating at eight. Well, yeah. he would have said seven, so right, that would have yeah. been fucked up to begin with. That's a good point. Yeah. So he shows up at nine. So he shows up at nine, and I was furious. Yeah. But he like showed up, and he was like looking really hot, and I was just like fine it's okay <laughs> and like all of the waitresses were like drooling all over him because he's also a male model he was like a oh i see ah. like a bartender male model just like when i would bring him to the gay bars like like it was like carrying a trophy around he was yeah, just yeah. like i was just like yes he's here for me he's here for me everyone hello i'm Vicky. don't touch him gays yeah. Yeah. he's mine i gotta say look. i know what that's you can like look all you want uh, i dated somebody hot <laughs> yeah so then we sit down for dinner and his roommate is the the waiter oh jeez <laughs> and i was like he went there not because it was a good idea because he might actually like, oh, get like okay. half off i understand why we're here now because yeah. you want to hang out with your roommate it's actually cheaper than us going to applebee's so <laughs> but i mean it, it, we had a nice we had, it was a nice dinner yeah uh and then after we were leaving his roommate was like oh i'm off my shift let's let's all go out together Oh. So we we went to this bar in Hell's Kitchen, and his third roommate was there. So oh, it just no. became a whole uh, sausage fest, and I was just there for you know hanging out, just hanging a bystander, out, bystander basically. Fourth wheel. So yeah. I basically was like, all right, well, fuck me, I'm gonna go home. Bye. And he's like, do, do you want me to come with you? And I was like, no, limp dick, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so wait, you haven't <laughs> dated anybody since then. That was the last. No, time. I haven't. I well, I, it's hard for me to meet people because I pretty I work you know nine to five. And I am at gay bars like all the other times of the day. Like right. I have barely any social life, you know, outside of that. Now this is and I not- feel like a lot of guys my age have girlfriends. <laughs> True. I pointed at the two of these. It's a very, the cool, very rapid point. Yeah, <laughs> they it's have a rapid point. Or they us. have they're married or like oh my god that they, they have kids, you know. So I mean, drag was great for me because it I was able to find like my tribe, you know, yeah, like yeah. a yeah, lot right. of my friends growing up, they, you know, my, my best friend moved to Amsterdam. Um, my other best friend got married. So I was alone like a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, and your other good friend got famous. Oh, and yeah, my other good friend got <laughs> famous and is like traveling like the world doing comedy and podcasts. Yeah. And no, it's honestly like Corinne, I mean, it, Corinne's amazing. And I'm surprised the amount of times that we've like, been able to like like hang out this past year with her crazy schedule yeah uh you know we we hung out like we went to this amazing spice girls party we uh you know i I came and did like guys we fest with her 
Um, and Corinne's one of those people that I've known for so long that like I can go a year without seeing her, and yeah. then when I do see her, it like like no time has passed. Yeah, it's the yeah, same. Yeah. Way. We're in the same boat as you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Justin goes on a boat for four months <laughs> to fuck I'm his like, mom, yeah, to fuck his mom. <laughs> the, it's called the motherfucking cruise. That's what we call it, the motherfucking cruise. I had a funny name, and we all had fun with it, and everyone else was there to love their mother. Uh, but uh, <laughs> who's on Viagra? Yeah. All right. Well, we have we have 15 minutes left, so we should. There's no time limit on this. There yeah. is no time limit, but we want to make sure that we have like <laughs> I'd say that we if we go like way over an hour, that's like whatever. The point is that we had some stuff that we wanted to bring. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just to appease our listeners, <laughs> so they don't revolt. Have you made somebody watch a show that you have either casually dated or let's say Smith and Wolinsky guy? Well, n- oh. n- not him, but like. Have there been oh, people well. that you've made watch shows that you're into? Um. Well, so Smith and Walensky guy, like he came over <laughs> and I put on American Horror Story mm. uh, Hotel with mm-hmm. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga was in it. And First acting show. It's actually kind of interesting because you know we were watching the show, whatever, and then there's a few gay scenes in it, and all the gay scenes he would just like watch. And I was like, oh, this is what you're into. <laughs> oh, like you guys would be making out and then you'd be like. <laughs> or we'd be talking and then like, yeah, like something would, you know. Shut up. There's gay stuff. But, I mean, when I was in a relationship. When I was in a relationship. When I was in a relationship like a few years ago, we would always watch um, Anthony Bourdain. Ooh. Rest Ooh. in peace. Rest in peace. Um, we loved Parts Unknown and No Reservations. And that was like a great like middle ground for the two of us. Because like I. Like, I'm not a big movie watcher. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll watch movies if, like, something really good is coming out. Or, like, once in a while if I'm home. Like, I never go to the movie theaters. But uh, I love TV. So, so Anthony Bourdain was kind of like that, you know, documentary-style TV show. But it was still, like, reality-ish because he was traveling, you know, and it was his experiences. Yeah. So, we watched that together a lot. Other than that, I don't really, like... I don't know. I haven't sat people down and been like, you have to watch the show. It's so yeah. good. So you find that you are, that you're willing to adapt a little more. Cause like, I could tell you that like, like, I don't know if Taz is like this, but like for a while, me and Lex just had one TV and I was, I was fucked. I had to watch because she was clearly the dominant person in the relationship. <laughs> She's a top. She's a top. She's a top. I had to watch whatever was on. And that's how, mm-hmm. that's how this whole thing started. Cause I was forced to watch Vanderpump rules and I, I wound yeah. up like kind of enjoying it. But well, like Vanderpump rules is that, that guilty pleasure show that you don't want to admit that you watch, but you love it. Yeah. Every time I watch it, I'm like, someone slapped me. I love the show so much. <laughs> God damn it. It's weird. I don't know what it is. There's, there's something about like, I feel like they're the trashiest cast, but there's still something that's so like entertaining about the whole thing. Their I whole lifestyle. Yeah. Cause like we're New Yorkers, so yeah. we don't know what it's like to live in LA and yeah. like work at a restaurant and be like aspiring actors and actresses. But and like can't be anymore. Right. Jax is 38. Right. <laughs> it would have happened by now. But this is but his life. This is his... obsessed with like their, their statuses and their social media and their parties and their, you they're know, still the way buying they look. New cars, and, you know right? I mean? Yeah. They're still leasing you cars. Yeah. That's something you do when you give a shit about your outward appearance. I would lease a car. Yeah. I guess I'm. I guess I'm just a piece of shit, Justin. <laughs> well, you said it, <laughs> not me. It's weird though, like that one in particular. And we bring up Vanderpump a lot, and I kind of, I can't wait till it comes back so we can like recap it. Oh yeah, it's oh, coming up soon. I yeah, think. and I know New Jersey Real Housewives of New Jersey starting tonight, mm-hmm. but we're taping before, so maybe we can talk about that next week. But 
it feels like the good ones are like kind of coming up like southern charm when that comes back mm-hmm. that shit is crazy oh i don't like, really watch southern charm like i'm a huge bravo holic i watch all, like a lot of the housewives a lot of the other shows too yeah. but southern charm is shaws, one you watch shaws I watch Shaw's, yes. We love Shaw's. I love Watch What Happens Live. Watch What Happens Live is awesome. My We're dream is to like, be like a bartender, bartender on, in oh, drag. Yeah. Oh, like, if you ever awesome. need a Christina. I think we're like, <laughs> I think me and Mike might be like, two people away from actually being a bartender we're close we, awesome. mike is much closer than me but i don't know I, i'm much closer by proxy <laughs> i have maybe you know mike does it once and yeah. then he, he doesn't fuck it up and then Through one day working with betches i've i've made a lot of contacts that now all of a sudden i like, have a few drag queen like friends me. that have been on and i'm always like screaming internally like oh my god i wish it was me yeah <laughs> yeah it honestly any interaction that i've had with the people that they work with and the people that they put on tv mm-hmm. and, and like when we had darren on and everything they're all really nice like we haven't met andy yet but like i've never heard a bet like no especially being that close to those people you would hear one little story yeah, right. you would hear, like out. this guy sucks yeah. Yeah. like because like ellen is a great example there's if you talk to people in comedy everybody hates ellen <laughs> Ellen who? DeGeneres. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, Ellen is. Ellen has like a terrible Wait, did, did you reputation. really need a last name? Do you, what other Ellen yeah, do you it's know? Ellen. <laughs> Ellen Page? <laughs> no, get out of here. Is that Helen? Helen Page? No, Ellen no, Page. Ellen. Ellen Page. There's an Ellen. Oh, sorry. Who's Helen? Oh, Helen Keller you're thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Deaf and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is weird because like there is, you can even YouTube a bunch of stuff. Like we're not close enough really to, I submitted for Ellen's show, definitely didn't get it. But oh, like. I, that I submitted for Harry Connick Jr. show, which Did is you? the most embarrassing of, <laughs> of all my writer submissions. Those submissions, a show were that just I did terrible. not want to do. I was thinking of comedy bits for Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. The they the, sent the seventh funniest person on Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> they they sent uh, scripts out for when, that that Ellen packet. I'm sure that Harry Connick Jr. But Harry Connick Jr. show didn't last long, right? No, no, so it was it the was difference over. is Ellen at this point is like a daytime institution. So when her when those specs came out, they sent over like sample scripts of like what a monologue would look like and they weren't even like jokes they were like they were like ellen's just talking about starbucks and then the the jokes were like yeah i went into starbucks today and uh what's the deal with all these 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 metal straws and you're just like that's the joke that thing's got a bot and then it's literally like it's like 10 of those and then the bottom is ellen dances (laughs) and that's the whole thing but She's got a reputation that you can, if you like YouTube, like comics talking about Ellen, you can hear a bunch of people talking about how like she like just chews writers out in front of the audience. Like some, like a joke will bomb and she'll be like, why'd you write that for me? Mike why'd Coscarelli. You, yeah. Why'd you write that bad <laughs> joke for me that bombed? And that's the thing with like Andy, who is like the, the God of all of this shit. Basically, mm-hmm. you know, we've talked at, at length on this podcast about, we've literally never heard a, a bad story from at several all. people. Like everybody's like, he's awesome to work with. He's a great guy. He he's is very what down he is on earth. TV. He is. Yeah. He, so <laughs> That's we, so refreshing to hear. We, yeah. We filmed and we filmed, we recorded the podcast uh, with Darren in, in, in the office. Yeah. And, uh, the thing that I, we cut out, but his office is just very nice. It's like a guy's office. It mm. just he had regular drinks at the bar. Yeah. He had like Maker's Mark yeah, like and doers, like doers, yeah. and it, just like regular drink. I thought he would have like some fancy thing, but he's just literally like if me or if me or you had a bar, right? And I don't know why I thought it would be something different. I, yeah. I thought he would have like you know caviar, uh-huh. uh, Moet vodka, right. <laughs> yeah, right, right. 
It is. It's it's very fascinating, and that's why like I think that show is really good. The the thing that I tried to bring up with you the other day. Did you watch Busy Phillips' the show at all? I, the one on I, e? I did finally see. No, it. Oh, I saw five minutes of it with um, uh, uh, who's the girl and forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, that's the one I watched. Yeah, uh, what the fuck Kristen is her Bell? name? Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell yes. starts off the show talking about her diva cup and how she like poured it on the floor. It was a mess. Yeah, I saw Ew. it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> that was literally the first words out of her mouth. She sits down on the couch, she like waves Wait, to the what's audience. Wait, a diva cup? Oh. Is that like a female condom? Oh, you... Is it like a diaphragm? You are adorable. What, what's a diva cup? You are precious right now. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know why I'm becoming a gay man. You're precious. <laughs> well, you're uh, in good company. Oh, sweetie. Di- oh, sweetie. You don't know what a diva cup is. I don't. Do you know what a shower cap is? I don't have sex uh, anymore. I don't get laid. This is like... I haven't been on a date. Opposite. I told you. It's been over uh, a year. So yeah. diva cup is a thing that came out a little while ago. And instead of having a tampon, you have a little silicone cup inside of you that collects all the blood droppings. Oh. And uh, you leave it in there and then you, you occasionally empty it sometimes like you put it in there it's not just like hanging God, by the lips if I put something up there I don't think I'd ever be able to get it out <laughs> I know you can't handle a big dick when you get it <laughs> uh, but, but uh, so you put it in you put it I don't know how it works in there you by the third flap you put it in and uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ I don't know anything you put it in there and then it collects the the blood droppings <laughs> And uh, I don't know why I'm laughing like a child. And then uh, you occasionally empty it. It's a basically a replacement. It's like a environmentally safe version and less toxic version of a tampon. Okay. It's it's a tampon. It's like or a, a pad. It's a, it's a, it's a tampon it's a pad. without a string. Yeah, it's like a weirder oh, tampon. Oh, Lord, help me. It's a, it's a rain collector. Could you imagine? You'd put one up there and like you would come home drunk. You wouldn't remember if you took it out or not. Oh, you put totally. another one in there. You just like it's all cups, cups in your badge. It's, 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 <laughs> it's all filled up and it's like pouring out. And then out. you go take a shit one day and they all come out. <laughs> just, Wait, that's the thing. Like, if you, like, I found cups I, of blood in my shit. I don't know if you can help me. I took a shit. I found cups of blood. Corinne's horror story about how she got a tampon stuck up there. Oh yeah, and how, I was recording with her that day, and how she had to call her ex to get it out. I was like, "Girl, just go take a shit. That thing will come out on its own." She, we were recording. You can take a shit. Maybe two tampons will come out. <laughs> Another one you didn't know engagement ring and a condom while you're at it. We were recording uh, like the first episode of Two Less Lonely Girls, the, their Bieber podcast. Mm. She was like two hours late to recording because she was like, "I have a crisis. I have a tampon lodged in my." pussy Man. right now and i can't get it out well I had, I had a condom stuck in my vag for like four days I four even, days i didn't even know that it was in there wow okay this was another guy that i was with who had a limp dick and <laughs> and i guess you know the condom came off inside of me when he got soft yeah and I, we were both so drunk like, we were both so drunk i didn't even think i i didn't even think that it would possibly even be there i yeah. thought yeah. like he would take care he of that it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> like anaconda so it was like memorial day weekend and you know i'm par- i'm out with yeah. i'm out with my friends memorial day weekend we went to the standard we're partying at the boom boom room you know yeah. like f- like four days go by i come home and i go to like pee and then i wipe and then a condom comes out oh! <laughs> My heart sank out of my ass. I've never felt like more of a cum dumpster in my entire life. Well, it was weird. You it told was me this story before. You told me this story. It was weird that you drank the cum, though. No. <laughs> From the condom. It seemed a, a bit much. You can't come, Justin. <laughs> well, it's true. 
if he could come, it would Horrifying. be impressive. So this diva cup sounds like pretty much like something I would never go anywhere. Near. Brutal, yeah, it, it, it shows bad, man. And this like going uh, back to like the Andy Cohen thing. Well, did you think it was better? I, I wasn't wild about it, but it was one episode. So the, the thing is, it's like I think now that. Um, uh, Lex made a really good point when we were uh, watching this. She's like, "Mike, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Mike." During shows, she was like, uh, "She's like the. Pr- I think the problem is that like all these shows, like this, this show got pitched because Busey Phillips. Bu- I guess Busy Phillips. I got reprimanded. Busey, Busey, Gary Busey Phillips." <laughs> Busy Phillips. It just sounds so crazy to say that her name is Busy. Gary Busey Phillips. (laughs) So Busy Phillips, if you follow her on Instagram, Uh she's she's like all over the Insta stories, like doing just like today I went to Krispy Kreme and the donuts were bad, like doing bullshit like that. And they were like, wow, these Instagram stories are so funny. This should be a show. And then they produce it and it comes out the way it does, which is not like not that great. And to go back to like Andy, who. Dude, I've said before, I, I've been to Watch What Happens Live. I've been to those tapings. It is a well-oiled machine. They yeah. hit all their posts. He knows exactly what he's doing. He, he's he, been doing it for a little he, longer. I mean, he came at it from a like a producer standpoint. Totally. So he has everything that he, he, he knows what he needs to do. And this is whatever, year 11 or something of him doing yeah. this shit. Yeah, so probably he, longer. I remember when I was living with Corinne, which was like forever ago yeah. like i would watch watch what happens live like the first season on my little tiny tv yeah. like in my little tiny bedroom and thinking it was like hysterical yeah but the 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 greatest thing about andy is that he's been able to adapt to like the times where like you know he's you know he's able to do all these social media posts where like you know some people who have been in the business for as long as he has like you know they're not up with the the modern day technology and everything but he's great with it he's on snapchat he does everything yeah yeah he's awesome man he's the best um but we wanted to hit do we want to talk about the spice girls thing real quick uh yeah sure well because we uh when i saw you at pisces slash (laughs) pieces bar yeah you were doing a spice girls routine yes uh who were you dressed as so I was all of the Spice Girls. Oh yeah, the blackface was a bit much. <laughs> no, but, no, I would never. But, oh my uh, god! Apologize right no, now. I had apologize, like, Megan uh, Kelly. I had no. It was just like a disco suit with like a big giant uh, blonde curly haired. So I just wanted to like take a little bit of all the Spice Girls and yeah, just yeah. kind of like channel it into like one. Yeah. So it was just like a Spice Girls medley. Like I said earlier, I was, I'm inspired by nostalgia and like 1998 Spice Girls, Spice World. Like that was definitely like a like a huge era for me so the fact that they're getting back together does that i mean obviously what does this that is mean not the first time they've gotten back together though when's, when's last time i remember corinne and i went to the prudential center to see them like it must have been 2005 oh they had they 13 had, years this ago is, this is like reunion reunion show part duh I don't think people remember part. Uh. Part. Uh. <laughs> and I'm sure the first Plus, time. And then Posh isn't even here. It, the first time right. was Posh there. The first, the first time it was all five of them. Wow. But I guess, and Corinne and I bought like a bag of like chocolate covered pretzels for like five dollars. And her mom was there. Die Fi. Oh, Die Fi. Die Fi. I'm a big a fan great of Die Fi. Show. But it was really. It was a really long time ago. Now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, 13 years is a yeah. pretty long time in between. But I guess. Yeah, you were 33, 34 back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here's here's the thing that I sort of like um I I've been 
realizing this as somebody who has had um, some experience in, in show business and sort of seeing the people that make it big mm-hmm. and how fickle all of it is. The like weird, what do you mean? Well, the thing about the Spice Girls, so like uh, Victoria Beckham is not doing it this time around. She mm-hmm. doesn't need to. But this is the point. Like Victoria Beckham took all of her... The, not, not, this would be like Corinne start, getting back like, with Frank. You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference that maybe t- uh, 15 of our listeners... I would say all of them. <laughs> I would say <laughs> our entire crowd, <laughs> all 15 of them, know exactly what I'm talking about. But the point is that, like, yeah, like Victoria Beckham just doesn't need it, whatever. And she... I think that she like realizes that there's like a like a like a life outside of show business. Like there's business outside of show business. <laughs> uh-huh. And the weird thing is, and I think that you, the pop stars that were super famous when we were kids, I do kind of wonder how that's going to age. Like the Spice Girls are going to make a shitload of money right now, yeah. and like everybody, like would you go see them again? Um. For free, I would. You wouldn't pay to go see them again? Probably not. Really? How Honestly, this? because like the show that I went to go see them, like when I when I was younger, like in like when the Spice Girls were first around, um, they were coming touring to the United States and my parents tried to get tickets for me. And this was back in like the nineties where you had to like actually go to Ticketmaster Ticket, and yeah. wait online <laughs> and they didn't get the tickets and I was so upset. I was like, Oh my god, you didn't give me the tickets. Like you better buy me fucking Dunkin' Donuts or something to like make me feel better now. <laughs> is that gonna make up there? Is a Jersey girl through and through Dunkin' Donuts or I'll be pissed. You really set a high standard a three dollar donut with coffee or Spice Girl tickets. Actually going to pee in my pants. You're the most Jersey Stop person of all realize. time. <laughs> but um, so when they did their reunion tour, the first part on, uh-huh. like <laughs> I went and, I, and it was an amazing show and it was great. And in my mind, it was so amazing that I wouldn't want to spoil it by like going to see them again. Yes, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. I had the opportunity to see Bob Dylan a few years ago. Oh, that was a mistake, huh? No, I didn't go. Oh. I, I had, he was playing at, at Prospect Park, which was, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes from my apartment. And I recently saw video footage of him doing like, like literally like a toad come to life croaking and it was really rough to watch and i was like i think i like him just in my mind like the recorded version of him uh-huh. i don't think i want to see him live i think it would make me too it would make me sad he's a notoriously bad performer he, like now noto- i mean he's, forever he's well he, he also is 84 years old right. so like I, I there's nobody 84 I want to see do anything with the exception of like if Liberace came back I, I'd want to see watch him. Liberace I'd watch Liberace. yeah I'd yeah. watch Liberace do anything w- here's a question for you would you see the Spice Girls perform if let's say I guaranteed you one condom in your vagina for four days <laughs> <laughs> thank <What>? you <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to bring it back to that because that's the funniest thing so yeah, but then man. here's the whole thing so like exactly like I was saying like Victoria Beckham doesn't need it whatever. So then if if people from because we're the same uh, generation, same age group, basically, if our people aren't going to see the Spice Girls Italians from Jersey, who is who is that's the thing like our, our I mean there are year olds? there are diehard fans, though. There are yeah. diehard Spice Girls. I'm you know, I love the Spice Girls when they were out, but that was such a long time ago. Uh, you know, I recently I went to go see Christina Aguilera do her liberation tour. How mm-hmm. was it? It was incredible. Really? Oh my god! I was 
I didn't really have high expectations because Christina hasn't toured in so long. Yeah, this yeah. is like her first album in years and years. And, you know, we're living in the day and age where it's like, you know, Britney in her Vegas mm-hmm. residency where she lip syncs the entire show and barely moves. Yeah, right. Or you have like Adele who has a beautiful voice, but just like stands, stands in front of a it, mic. Yeah. I didn't know what to expect. But when Christina came out, she killed it it was so good singing dancing singing dancing like incredible she had these incredible videos that played between her sets she had this incredible uh, like her voice is like insane these great costumes like it was just like you have the chair from the voice there uh, no but she oh, had like this well, big like throne but it was like it, i was like way impressed it yeah, was like, yeah and when you see a performer live like it changes the way you Especially if, they're good. Yeah, yeah. if they're yeah. good live you're like wow i've completely misjudged you and I, was, I was listening to liberation you know for like a couple months that like, it had been out and i liked it but it wasn't until i see, saw her live that, that i was just like i cannot get Ford, enough of this yeah. album now because you you hear it differently yeah yeah totally there's a couple remember that band fun they had that yes. huge yeah. hit. Uh, Lena we, Dunham's boyfriend. Yeah, that too. Jack Antonoff. I thought when, when that song was on the radio, that, that uh, We Are Young song, mm-hmm. I was like, they suck. This band's <laughs> terrible. And then literally, I got free tickets from the radio station I was working at. And I, I took a... PLJ. Yeah, when I was at PLJ. <laughs> Uh, they had made that up. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100 right. Scott and Todd in the morning. <laughs> when I was working <laughs> at PLJ, they gave me. They were just like, "Fuck it, nobody wanted these tickets. Go have they're, fun. They're yeah, have fun. <laughs> you you are the worst. <laughs> have period fun. <laughs> they uh, I went and I I took the tickets basically so I could take a girl. Most yeah. of the tickets that I used to get when I was working at the radio station was strictly so I could take girls. Yeah, to just the, have a three hour uh, non conversation. I saw plan. Rihanna. Because I brought a girl. Okay. I uh-huh. saw Lady Gaga because I brought my sister. I saw Fun because I brought another different girl that I was trying to like hook up with when I was like, 20, name? 21. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing at the What's Williams- your Instagram handle? <laughs> yeah, just like shout her out. <laughs> playing at the Williamsburg Waterfront, like kind of a small venue, but it was like a very like intimate kind of setting. They blew me the fuck away. Really? Yeah. And I, I am a fun fan. They, they, <laughs> they stopped making music. Uh, <laughs> Old Man Mike is yeah. a fan of fun. <laughs> <laughs> But they were great, and I would have never like Gaga too. I was like very whatever on Gaga till I saw her live at the Garden. Again, free tickets. I probably wouldn't have gone otherwise. But like the experience of going right. and seeing like all the gay people in leather just with their shirts open, like just fucking losing it yeah. to, to bad romance right. was just an experience that was just like, where the fuck am I? This yeah. is insane and yeah. cool. And yeah, you're right. There's I've seen other shows where I've been completely turned off but rihanna is a great example i didn't really like rihanna to begin with but like watching her perform i was like this isn't shit this is nothing she's not really that good wow i didn't expect that I, yeah, I still I like mean, her. I don't care what Mike I says. I love Rihanna. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, yeah. I, I, I love think her, her only songs because like, of the it, Charlemagne you know, story. It, about it does her. change oh. the way you hear songs. Of course. You know, I, I'm i a huge fan of The Cure. Like, my father yeah. loves The Cure. He, like, got me listening to them when I was super young. And, you know, you hear The Cure, you hear Friday I'm in Love all the time. You hear Just Like Heaven all the time. You know, yeah. these are songs you hear in every movie trailer, yeah, every, yeah. you know, Literally, there's like movies named after like Cure songs. Right. Yeah, just totally. like heaven. So yeah. I saw that they were touring and I took my dad for Father's Day. They were playing in Madison Square Garden. And when they played Just Like Heaven live, 
It's like I heard the song for the first time. Really? <laughs> that good? It was huh? like I heard the Beatles for the first time. I'm not time. shitting you. It was life changing. It was like in all the live performers I've seen, and I've seen like so many and so many amazing ones. I think like hearing the Cure play "Just Like Heaven" live was probably like the greatest thing I've ever. You're the yeah, second awesome. person to say this pretty much exact statement. My parents saw the Cure, and my parents saw boy george and they said they were the most incredible performers they've ever seen it's insane and what a not, time like, to be big. alive well they're not the like the cure is big the, the cure, cure is big not, maybe not they're not big now but the cure is like yeah, it was a it was a much older audience yeah. oh yeah yeah that's obviously gonna be yeah. a much, much older, older audience. young people yeah. aren't really going to that but like the cure in the 80s like the late 80s i guess was like one of the biggest bands i th- like in the like alternative yeah movement. they're still searching for the cure for a lot of things <laughs> uh, <laughs> i hate you <laughs> thank so you so much, much. <laughs> uh it, mike is there anything else you wanted to i don't think so vicky you, i mean you've been absolutely amazing is there any questions you have for us i know you've heard a few podcasts is there any questions you have for us at all? Anything you, interesting? I don't know. I'm yeah. Just when it are you going to start watching RuPaul's Drag Race? We got to really watch do gotta it. Check it out. I, I, I've watched it before. I've watched seasons before. I'm the guilty party here. Yeah, I'll I watch it. watched I, it. I'm into it. But I, I, I also, don't care. Like, I haven't watched it, but I know it's one of the few reality shows, especially before I started watching stuff with, with Lex, where I was like, I was like, I think this would be fun to watch. I, I, I say this, I think I said it our first ever episode. That is the best reality show in terms of it's got drama, it's got uh, personality, fun stuff. The only thing stuff. they're missing is cis women drag queens on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they need more trans. That, they need more trans drag queens that? on the show. They need more diversity. They need drag kings. Yeah. yeah. They do need a little bit more diversity on that show. Yeah. Other than that, they're doing great. Yeah. No, and I, I asked, and one, and this is a final question for me. Now, if someone, maybe not you, but just someone in general, if someone were to slide in someone's DMs, <laughs> what is the proper way to do it? A, a stranger that you're enamored with, then maybe they'll be enamored with you. What is the way to properly broach that? I'm saying this for you, you know, in case one of our fans who's somehow straight uh, and it's somehow a male is listening. I mean, it's unlikely, but <laughs> there's a possibility. I mean, What's the way to go about there, it? I get a lot of DMs. Some of them I ignore. Some of them I answer. It really does depend on what you say. Um, a general strategy. I think if you say like, hey, like I heard you on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm a big fan or I like what you're doing yeah. or, you know, just just start the conversation. Right. I actually like creepily DM'd this like it was like a 16 year old girl like because I was watching the (laughs) news. Okay, please go on. (laughs) I was watching the news and I saw that she's like her only female like football player at her on her high school. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought that was so fucking cool. So I wanted to just like let her know that like like I think what she's doing is really cool. So like what I did was just like hey. I saw you on the news. I just wanted to say, like, you go, girl. Do your thing. Like, don't let the hater stop you. Like, and, like, that was it. Yeah. You know, I didn't expect a response or or anything like that. You know, I think, so, I think if people want to, like, slide into my DMs, just, like, be nice, be honest. Just, like, say, this is, I, I heard you. I found you this way. I like this. And, you know, that's and, it. And see what happens. And, then, you know, and if you want to come to a show, like I, I post, you know, on my stories and on my Instagram and Facebook, like when I'm performing, I perform around New York When's all the time. your next show? Because perhaps you might have yeah. two people in the audience. Oh, you, this is going to be a good one. So you should oh, come. Please. I, I'm uh, definitely down. Yeah. When is it? It's November 15th. 
Thursday. It's a Thursday night. Okay. Next Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the show's at nine. So in drag time, that's nine thirty. <laughs> uh, at Narc Bar. Uh, the show is called Miss Girl. It's hosted by Reefy Royalty uh, at Narc Bar um, at the Standard Hotel in the East Village. Oh, very yes. cool. Uh, and where can people find you once again once on again, Instagram, Twitter? Please, I need I need that validation with those Instagram followers. So Absolute, you can find me all. on Instagram, <laughs> Vicky Deville, V I C K Y Deville, or on Facebook or on Twitter as Miss Vicky Deville. But my Twitter is like really just stupid. Just like <laughs> I'm like eating Thai food today, like really stupid. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, my name is Mike Coscarelli. You can find me at Mike Coscarelli on Twitter and instagram justin uh and i am at the fart box on instagram <laughs> and you can find me at narc bar next thursday <laughs> watching <laughs> please join us next week when we tackle something interesting and we go back to reviewing shows like we were supposed to and me and mike are gonna on-screen kiss next week very exciting stuff coming next week that's not in my contract i don't think <laughs> uh, thank you guys uh, I don't think any of you have emailed any at us at all but it's uh, it's the whipped boys at, at gmail.com gmail. please uh, the first person to write something that's not uh, racist or bizarre we will read it completely on on air yeah. we'll read the entire thing unedited and just, also you can just DM us I know just, that a lot of you do that to begin with just uh, DM us yeah. yeah we have some some um, some pretty regular DMers which is fine you can yeah. DM us yeah we cool. hang out with people who are fans of the show yeah don't sweat it alright guys we thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next week a goodbye peace peace